0: Hey guys, and welcome to season three, Start From Zero. Thumbs up, let's do this.
1: Starting from zero.
0: You're about to watch multiple people at a time get coached on how to start a business from zero. Some people need emotional support. They're overwhelmed. They've had past failures. Some need strategy. They're beating their head against the wall. Some need tactics. They want to know what to say or do. These episodes are unique, they're vulnerable, they're weird. Many times, people come to me with a question, but they need something entirely different. In these episodes, you'll see me combine my 15 or so years of business experience with a little intuition and mindset training to help shape these folks into powerful and confident entrepreneurs. Now we've had 15 millionaire students and counting so we know this stuff works. Now make sure you're sending these folks love while you listen because that stuff matters. We're becoming more sensitive as a society and we can feel these things even if we don't know it. Let's get to the episode. So guys, in this episode, we're talking to Dickon, Douglas, Shane, and Wiley. And Dickon, let's start with you. What's your big goal for this call?
2: (laughs) That's a really good question. And one I've been struggling with a little bit ever since filling out the form to come on here. I mean, I think Mm. for me, you know, every time I talk to people about my life from work situation and the word that comes up or the two words are clarity and focus, right? I'm one of these people who has like way too many things going on in their lives in terms of business and work. And I've run a small digital agency for like the last 20 years. And I've had some really big name clients and, you know, kind of global brands and whatnot that I've worked with. But now that business has kind of come down to just me almost as an independent contractor. And so I'm kind of in this place of like, do I rebuild up something or do I get a job somewhere? And my dream is has always been to have a SaaS platform. I actually developed a SaaS platform many years ago and then didn't realize that it needed to be marketed. <laughs> and I've learned a lot since then. So I guess I'm wayfinding. And like I said, just trying to find some clarity and focus.
0: Okay, good. We'll pause it there and we'll come back to you in a moment. And then we'll rip right into it, okay? Yep. Douglas, how about you? What's your big goal for the call?
3: Yeah, so my big goal is... I'm actually an IT consultant by day, but I do artwork by night and I'd really like to kind of propel my kind of artwork. I do watercolor work and I'd really like to kind of up that business a bit. I do sell a fair amount of stuff, but there's nothing really kind of formal about it. And I think my big ask would be to kind of create, at least in my mind, some sort of structure process slash framework that I can use to kind of structure. And again, that's just my business. I guess it could be any business, but just some sort of framework that I can implement.
0: Great. And would you say if the belief was in place and it was also real that your art could generate a full-time income, you would be fully
3: in that? Yeah, it's just very difficult for me to kind of enter that reality right now. But yeah, I'd love it if that could be. And again, anything's possible, right? So yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Anything's possible? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we'll ease you along the path, my
4: friend. So how about Shane, what's your big goal for the call? I'm glad I got a couple of minutes to really think about it, but I would say that my big goal, I guess, would be, I've recently started a coaching and consulting business where I help you know, professionals that are earning kind of mid six figures to investing in commercial real estate, and I love it. My challenge is really finding and attracting people that would be kind of qualified in a predictable way. It's very, I guess, unpredictable, And that's challenging because, you know, I feel like I've put a lot of energy into it. And, you know, I don't know whether I should be focused on, you know, content creation, which I've spent the last 12 months or, or more on, or if I should really kind of focus on paid traffic. Should I do it myself? Should I hire someone? Yeah, I guess just kind of clarity on how to attract more people. That'd be very, very helpful. Wonderful. Glad to have you here.
0: Oh, Susanna, you snuck in on us. I'm glad you're here. How are you?
1: Good. How are you? Yeah, I went into a different link because I think I registered twice by accident. (laughs) Sorry about that.
0: It's okay. It's meant to be. Um, What's your big goal for the call today?
1: So my big goal is, I know someone spoke earlier about like watercoloring. So my passion is calligraphy. So I really want to Figure out my. I think I'm developing my niche, but I really want this to take off. So I'm looking to find direction and how to make this hobby into more of a like a lucrative business.
0: Great. And then if you can just as you talk more throughout the call, just maybe a little closer to your mic, we'll hear you. Oh,
1: little. sure. Is this better?
0: That's better. Yeah. And how okay. about Wiley? What's your big goal for the call?
5: So overall, I think my goal is probably more similar to Dickin. It's more about strategic planning and being able to put some systems in place. I do a lot of professional development training and technology integration training for schools and businesses as well. We also do website creation and app creation for schools and businesses. And since the pandemic, you know, business has been doing very well, but I'm an educator by trade. And so as I've transitioned into this businessman role and CEO role, you know, being able to do some strategic planning and put systems in place that will allow me to scale much easier.
0: So if you were to state your goal for the call real clear and super selfish too, like healthy, selfish, what would you say that goal would be? how are you similar to Dickon?
5: Being able to gain clarity on focus on what I should be focusing on in which area I should be focusing on in the business.
0: Perfect. Very good. Thank you. I'm happy to have you here. So Dickon, let's start with you. Yeah. So, so I want you to be real honest on this. Okay. Yeah. There's like this like halfway honesty. There's protected honesty and it's innocent, but it's like, I don't know if I can go there, that kind of honesty. Right. Would you say that you feel like a potent male or would you say you actually feel more generally not as powerful and somewhat helpless? Where are you at on the spectrum?
2: I wouldn't say helpless, but I definitely, I mean, as soon as you said, do you feel as like a potent male? Like, no, but I don't feel helpless. I mean, I definitely feel like, I guess the thing that's coming up for me immediately, and that is my kind of unwillingness maybe to make kind of final decisions about things.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you know in your heart that other men like you?
2: You mean with that same issue?
0: Maybe even independent of it.
2: Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing. I actually I just moved, so I haven't done it. But I used to be part of a men's group where I, I lived in New Mexico, and so we'd sit in a circle of men. And That's the most good. eye-opening we'll, thing we'll, about that experience is that everybody's like really similar. So I yeah. can see, you know.
0: That's good. That's good. Just for time's sake, um yeah. yeah. For, forgive me. So the issue from my vantage point that I'm sensing is, I want your heart to hear this, and we'll see what happens. You are. Easily successful at things that you really want to be successful at. You've worked with big name clients, but the development of staying in your potency as a male or even as a human, but something about clarity of decision with a ton of compassion can strike a lot of fear into our hearts. It can accelerate a vulnerability that we as men don't know to navigate very easily. And I just want to encourage you really that you're doing a great job. You've done a great job with your life. It seems you've created success when you wanted to, you've sabotaged it when you wanted to actually one of my buddies, he paid a paid for a company to schedule him sales calls so we could do more consulting work. He spent like, you know, three, five grand on them has, you know, 10 appointments set up. Their calls aren't closing. And he's frustrated by it. But lo and behold, when you really sit with him, you find out that secretly deep down, he doesn't want more clients. So the reason he's not actually successful is because he actually doesn't want to be. Right. So let that story just kind of sit for a second. And I want to develop this sense of potency, the sense of power. And if you could just take a couple breaths right down into your balls, Right down into your hips. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Right down into your beautiful center.
2: What's here right now? I think you're bang on, actually. And, you know, it just comes... (laughs) like this thing about making decisions It's like if Mm -hmm. i stand in my power then i have to make my decisions and stand behind them and at Mm -hmm. least then if i'm doing that i'm choosing a direction as opposed Mm -hmm. to just sitting at this kind of multi-way stop (laughs) sign Mm -hmm. that's just what comes up for me
0: yeah you know my eyes are getting moist and like kind of wet like
2: as i'm like really feeling you and resonating with this yeah so without telling you all sorts of stories that would validate (laughs) your perceptions. I think you're right on.
0: Thank you for not reinforcing stories as well. Yeah. We want to stay honest and vulnerable. What would feel vulnerable to articulate right now? If you want to take your either your right or your left hand and just place it gently on your throat, if you feel safe enough to do so.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And when your hand's on your throat, while you're feeling your balls, And see if you can actually feel a link between your sexual area and your throat. Both are incredibly beautiful. Both have the power to create life and both have the power to receive a lot of pleasure. And that's all good. And they also, when working together, can create a really epic clarity that can be kind of confusing to the mind and even rejected by the mind. What would you like to say right now that feels both honest And vulnerable.
2: I know what I really want to do. Mm. I just don't know how to do it in a way that I can support my family, you know, and myself Mm. at the same time. Like, I have two projects that I really want to do. Mm. So that kind of clears the playing field, right?
0: Yeah, you have two things to focus on. And are you sure you don't know how?
2: No, I'm not sure.
0: That sounds like the sneaky, impotent side kind of creeping in.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Dude, you work with big name clients. They hired you for how, right? Yeah. 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 Trying to say that out loud. I have big name clients that trusted me and
2: hired me for how. I have, I mean, global brands that hired me and trusted (laughs) me for how. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, amen. Take me to church, bro. Say it again. Feel your hips. I have global brands that hired me and trusted me for how. Mm. And
0: then say, and now I pretend not to know how for myself.
2: Now I pretend not to know how for myself.
0: Yeah, I want you to unleash the beast, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because just very quickly, like everything you say is so much. I'm 52. Right. And these are just all patterns in my life that have just become clearer and clearer like every year over the last 10 years. So clearly, there's a.
0: So I got an assignment for you. Yeah. And we're going to come back to you. First off, congratulations. Sure. A great job. It's been a pleasure to be with you and so open and honest and nothing but respect and admiration for you, Thank by the you. way. And this is so nice to get to be with you. And so the assignment is for these two projects, I want you to bring your balls to the table. Right. And ask yourself, how can I make these things inevitably successful? Oh, okay. And I want you to think about that. I'm going to come back to you at the end and I'm going to ask what what your answers were and I can kind of help you tweak it. But instead of me giving you direction, you'll be turning within and then we can kind of tweak and refine what you come up with. Okay. So you'll be building a real sense of trust here with yourself. So the question is, how can I make it inevitable that these would be successful? Okay. All right. Good job, man. Thank you. Wonderful work. So let's move to uh, Susanna next. Hi. Hi, Susanna. So you have a passion for calligraphy. Yes. What pays your bills right now?
1: I work full time as a speech pathologist.
0: Speech pathologist. Those are kind of linked, huh? No,
1: speech. not really. Kind not of. I mean, no. I work in an like a post acute care setting, so I work with a lot of like stroke patients, people with issues with swallowing. Yeah, you, so you
0: help them speak though, right?
1: Right. I mean, it depends like usually if they're stroke patients and they have aphasia, they have a hard time getting the words out, you know, we'll do activities, you know.
0: Do you ever have them look at words to say? Yes. Is there a chance that those words that they look at to say could be your calligraphy?
1: To be honest, no, because a lot of the time they have a hard time processing the words, so the simpler it is, the more common it is, it's easier for them to relate it or carry over from rehab setting to an outside setting. So a lot of the times it's a simplification. Sometimes mm. even just breakdown of just the letters itself, like words and mm. print. It, yeah,
0: I struggle to think about. I thought it would be wonderful. Is there like a, a hybrid of like simple calligraphy that you would be able to test out with your clients? Um, that would be satisfying for you to do.
1: I could. Yeah.
0: Tell me what you're thinking about.
1: I'm just trying to see how it could help with the patients because a lot of the patients that we see is just even identifying the letters is hard. A lot of the times we want to help them to integrate them back into society. And when we Mm -hmm. go into society and, you know, very functional activities like, you know, going to the grocery store and reading a label or a receipt, we want, it's usually print format. Things that I do in calligraphy, it's a little more ornate. So my niche would be the wedding population.
0: Mm, Okay. So I, yeah. Tell me more about, have you made money with calligraphy with anyone yet?
1: I have. I actually started an Etsy shop. I did really basic things. So I started off with doing ornaments during the holidays. And then I... What's
0: been your number one seller?
1: Mm, I would say the ornaments. It hasn't been too long since I started this. So the ornaments have been there. And then I've also done wedding signage. So like wooden signs. Maybe that would be my number one, actually.
0: Mm, wooden signs of calligraphy on them. Yeah. I'm even interested in that. <laughs> have you read my book by chance or any parts of it?
1: I did actually. My husband is a big fan of yours. and He's into all these you know, self-improvement, business. Yeah, great. So he was the one who actually referred me to you.
0: Whoa, wonderful. Thanks for taking a chance and being here.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So the phrase I want you to write down, okay, it's, I don't get to decide what people will buy. Mm -hmm. And say it out loud.
1: I don't get to decide what people will buy.
0: Now I want you underneath that, I want you to draw like a bubble or something. And in that bubble, a symbol that would reflect your dream of creating calligraphy. A symbol. Anything so you know that that bubble means your dream of calligraphy. Just for you. I'm going to look at both of these right by each other. You got it? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So what are you feeling in this moment? I don't know. (laughs) So look at that sentence.
1: A little overwhelmed.
0: A little overwhelmed. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's just take a breath together. <sighs> is it scary to talk about your dream?
1: I think it's a little overwhelming because like right now my job is very safe. I've you know went to my I've got a master's degree in this and mm. this area is totally uncharted territory.
3: Mm-hmm. And your soul
0: aches for it?
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Say that out loud. My soul aches for this.
1: My soul aches for this.
0: Mm. My mind seeks safety. My soul aches for this adventure.
1: My mind seeks safety. My soul seeks this adventure.
0: Is it it seeks? Is it ache? Is it burns? Is it crave? Is it yearns? What's your soul do towards this dream? Craves. Craves. Just so you capture that, just so you have your own language for this, put that in the sentence. My mind seeks blank, whatever that word, maybe safety, maybe the familiar maybe what society says, maybe what your parents deem approvable, what anything, my mind seeks blank and my soul. Go ahead.
1: So my mind seeks freedom and my soul craves creativity.
0: Mm. How is it to say that out loud?
1: You're making me sweat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Do your push-ups. Do your- <laughs> Do your spiritual push-ups. All right. Now you did two push-ups. We're gonna put a hundred pound weight on your back. You do another push-up now. <laughs> <laughs> now I want you to say, I am the sexiest, most badass calligraphy drawler in the world. No, I'm just kidding. You know. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, every time your hand touches the pen, you're like, damn, this is some sexy calligraphy. This looks so
1: good.
0: <laughs> it's gonna make people's eyes feel so much pleasure when they see this.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so this sweat. This is good. This is good energy moving. So let's just, let's just visit this sentence and just visit it mentally. And I want you to visit this sentence mentally. And at the same time, I want you to hold, I don't get to decide what people want to buy. Mm. I want you to hold both of those in your awareness at the same time, both of them meet. So you're going to have to give up a little bit of pride, a little bit of the ego of this is my things, my calligraphy is what I want. And this is only hypothetically, like you don't have to take this on as 100% truth, But in my opinion, I would like to see giving up just a little bit of pride with what you want to do and seeing this gift of calligraphy and marrying it with the wisdom of, I do not get to decide what people will buy. So instead of being a frustrated artist, guessing, putting your heart into something that you love, and then having people be like, sorry, I just don't want to buy that. And then Kind of being like, ah,
4: shit, screw this, people don't allow out.
0: Like, instead of that, you're like a Thomas Edison discovering which will be the light bulb.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have some sense of this. You have this calligraphy on the wood thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So stay there. Okay. And then create a system for your art. Since you're so busy with speech pathology, um, I would say, would it be out of the realm of possibility for you to experiment with three new calligraphic expressions per week? Is that too many? What do you mean by that? Like basically three new products you could try to put on Etsy as a concept. Mm,
1: Yeah, that's something that I've been like trying right now. So I've been doing police cards, but it's just, yeah, that is something that I've been thinking about doing. But setting a goal of three new products would be more realistic and easier to achieve. You yes. To
0: out. And we're looking at something that you can do for three years without oh. burnout. Right. So it's not like a 90 day intense workout. And then you kind of go back to your things as usual. It's like, you know what, what's a consistent way of life. So I want you to set your calendar and I want you to set up a systematic way of art creation where you're going to create three calligraphic products per week, ideas, concepts that you put on Etsy. And that way you get your new creative expression outlet. Mm -hmm. And then you're so totally surrendered. I do not get to decide what people want to buy. And then you're creating from a place of joy now because you're not fighting human behavior, wanting people to want something that they don't want, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is a form of misery for artists. And you can continue working on selling these wood things like expand deeper there, like stay there. And like it, That would be my recommendation. And I would really see if there isn't some way that you could not potentially create some sort of groundbreaking speech pathology things that people could look at that accelerates their understanding of language through some sort of drawings that you would do with very simple calligraphy. I would explore both of those. How does all this sound? Good. Okay, so good. So for your assignment, we'll come back to you. I want you to come up with six, in the meantime, six new ideas that you will use to express the craving in your soul, knowing that you don't get to decide what people want to buy. And we'll come back to you at the end and we'll hear what those six are, okay? There's no wrong answer. This is your soul. Okay. And good job. It's wonderful to meet a pioneer that wants to walk her own path. (sighs) Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, let's move to Shane. Shane, what's up? Hey, I'm good. Yeah. So in terms of your marketing systems, I mean, your goal was to just be able to consistently attract clients, correct?
4: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah. So you're very proficient at your craft. You're very good at that. How
4: long did it take you to get good at that? Uh, well, I've been at it for 15 years. I would say, I mean, every year I've, I feel like the year before I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning so much that I would say minimum 10 years. Oh, really? When did you start to feel successful though? I would say probably in 2017, 2018 is when I started to feel successful.
0: Mm. I think if you use that barometer, it can open up a lot more compassion for what might be required to become successful in the same degree at developing, creating, executing, running, measuring, marketing systems, right? Right. And and so if if we take that same approach, it's like, man, you got real good at this. If you'd like to get a blueprint to my brain, I have it in a three hundred and two page book, Start From Zero. And you can get a free chapter. You actually can get my best chapter for free on that book right now at startfromzero.com. Go check it out. Yes. And you say, you know what? But I think you could do this with like, if you approach it like a skill and not a circumstance that works or it doesn't. Right. It's a skill and not a circumstance that works or doesn't. We can start looking at, okay, now what are ways that we can develop our skill? Right. And for someone like you, you know, and you're in our starters program, so I got to watch you grow and it's great to have you in there. And my sense is that you have a pretty solid sense of self-esteem. It seems that way. And in other words, I would encourage you to fail a lot. Okay. At the marketing thing, like, you know, so gosh, one of my favorite things to do with the money that I make is to spend it on ads <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because I get to get this humbled and like slapped in the face and like, Oh, okay. And you know, one of the things that we did for my girlfriend was we ran some ads towards women, Teaching them how they could set make their own six figure income by running and setting up and running their own local paint party businesses, you know, where people drink wine and paint canvases. Okay. You've heard of those, like sip wine and paint?
4: No, I haven't. But when you describe it, I'm thinking my wife would love that because she's an yeah. artist and designer. So, yeah. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe if she could get mentored and start one or something yeah. but, or attend, but they're like wicked cash flow businesses. Like, you don't need a location because you rent out a restaurant. If you do your supplies, right, it's about $5 per person. If you have 40 people there times 40, you can make like $1,100 in a single night. Wow. I cash for a business. Really cool business. I'm like, we got to teach women this. This is wonderful. So, you know, we start running ads. We get ads going to these bots. We have Google Docs for sales letters. We're reading letters to them. And we're just failing our way. We're getting women that are interested. We're getting calls booked. We're finding out they don't have any money these kinds of women we're targeting. So we're targeting other women now. And then we spent three grand and get a single sale. And I had the time of my life.
4: Hmm. What's your mindset then? Because I feel that sometimes when, like, I'll give you an example. I mean, I just posted the story that I was to share on Facebook, which I did. And then I, I submitted it to pay for ads, and it was rejected. And, you know, those kind of things, they just... They just frustrate me and kind of piss me off. And then I start to have like self-doubt, like how long is this going to take? So what's your, how do you, like when you say you had the time of your life spending 3000 and not getting any, how do you, like what's the game that you're playing, I guess, to reframe it? Well, thank you for asking. It was
0: certainly a lot easier to have the time of my life when I wasn't so identified with it. And it was like my girlfriend's endeavor. Gotcha. That yeah. certainly made it a lot easier. mm mm-hmm. But even saying that out loud, I can probably bring that over into other things. And you're like, you just want it to work the first time. Damn it. (laughs) Kind of thing. But I think you probably just need to open your heart more. (laughs) When we have an ad that doesn't work, we need to open our heart. Right. And I think with that in mind, like it's like something doesn't work, open your heart. And you're like, okay, man. Wow. I don't get to decide what works here. Open my heart more. Open my heart more. All right. Facebook's being a pain in the butt all right, open my heart. Maybe we can try YouTube. Maybe we can try Outbrain, which is like a content marketing platform. Or maybe we can try, in your instance, I want to make this really practical for like action steps. I would create a context where frustration and failure are absolutely expected. Right. So then that will shift a lot. So now if you say, Like, because unconsciously we're working on something. If unconsciously we're saying, I want this to work the first time, then of course it's probably going to lead to a lot of frustration. But unconsciously, if we're saying, I'm so excited to explore making this work. So, what I want you to do is I'd like you to set up, like, just like Susanna with her system for creating new calligraphy, I'd like you to create a journey on your calendar where you're going to systematically and consistently work at this at a certain time and to find pleasure in the process of it. And if you're not, what I would highly recommend is that you find somebody to implement the things that really, really kind of tick you off. Like so submitting the Facebook ad, getting it rejected. Mm -hmm. You have the money being successful at what you're doing that you could hire a pretty good Facebook ads guy to handle all that crap. I've got... I pay a guy to run my Facebook ads for start from zero and we get like six ads rejected sometimes a day, but I don't ever have to look at that or do anything about it. Right. Cause I'm paying for that frustration. So when I say find pleasure in the process, it's like don't like something that you don't like. Right. But if we're frustrated by something not working, I think we should probably check the intention of our heart. Okay, What's our intention. It's like, we might just be in, A little bit more selfish than we thought and then we can return back to okay wait no who's this about this is about service this is about serving this is about inspiring tell me what makes sense to you right now after
4: hearing all this well it's so interesting because it's exactly what i coach my clients on as it relates to investing and that they need to see 50 or 100 properties and that the first deal they see is probably not going to be the best one and it is a process and yet when i take it into my own life it feels quite hypocritical where i'm getting you know frustrated by you know these small setbacks so it's yeah it is quite humbling and such a good reminder to just embrace the process to not yeah. be selfish and focus on the big picture really what it is that i'm trying to do
0: Dude, that's amazing. And it's also compassion for like, where the mind is more new at something. It's so painful that we just want it to work right away. Yeah. You know, and then as the mind matures, it starts to derive pleasure from the process itself. Yes. Do you derive pleasure from the process of commercial investing? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're good at it. Yeah. Is that right? Because you're good at it, you love it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we love what we're good at usually, like copywriting sucks, balls. (laughs) And then like all of a sudden you start getting the hang of it. You're like, this is enjoyable. (laughs) What? No, it's because we put in the muck work, you know? So here's this question. And so if you have to write 50 ads, and, and there needs to be no suffering in business, I do not think suffering needs to be a requirement. I think in general, business should be nourishing day in, day out. Yes. And I'm still learning that. Like, I want to believe that more and more every day. Mm -hmm. So let's sit in the beauty of this. So for example, how could you enjoy the process of testing 50 different ads? That's the assignment I want you to have. So I'll come back to you and I'm going to say, so how could Shane, how could you, how could I create a system where where testing 50 ads would be enjoyable? Okay. I love it. And dude, that'll be so awesome. You should probably hire a guy. Yes you'll probably said a it'll be great. By the way, my girlfriend is actually she runs a business now helping women develop peaceful wombs so that the child has a, a nurturing womb environment and comes out expecting safety because it was primed in the womb. Yes. And I wrote three ads for it. I wrote the landing page for it and It is currently at a 48% conversion rate. And the landing page is like white with her picture and a headline. It's the simplest thing. And the headline is the overlooked secret to a thriving womb and a happy and healthy child. And I'm looking at this seeing 48% conversion rates. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to start marketing to women. (laughs) (laughs) I was like a whole lot what about the overlooked secret to a thriving business and a happy and healthy heart right. the overlooked secret to losing weight the overlooked secret to and i'm like starting to like apply this everywhere and anyway so i wrote three ads and then when i started thinking about implementing on facebook i just felt like someone was sticking forks in my skin so i hired that program so i didn't have to go into that facebook hellhole of the ad manager and Yes. And, and so, anyway, some inspiration fodder for you as you consider that question. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. And I think we lost somebody. Let's go to Douglas. Douglas, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good, Dane. Thanks.
0: Yeah. So you're the art, right? That's me. Yeah. So in, in and and I'm seeing in your survey, it looks really exciting. You are currently specializing in golf course art.
3: Well, I want to. I haven't done a lot of it, but I'm kind of mentoring with someone. So yeah, it's going good. Just a hint of a background. I went to art school way back when, went to like Pratt and NYC and got out of it for a lot of years while I kind of developed my IT career and just kind of got back into it about, let's say three and a half years ago. So, you know, and I kind of knew the process because I did that a lot in New York and I just knew I had to make a lot of shit first and I spent the first year doing that. So, you know, now the facility is coming in a little bit. So I want to kind of capitalize on that a bit. So, um, do you need help? Do I need help? Yeah. Yes or no. I think I'm at a point now where it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of subtlety that I'm after and the person I'm working with is just, you know, it's just drop dead gorgeous stuff. So, and we've become friends. I've been to some workshops with them. And yeah, I think it's just tapping me into a different kind of a little bit of a higher place. So I'm going to kind of go with it for a little bit, see where it goes.
0: So you have this passion for art. You've got a niche picked out for art for golf courses.
3: Yeah, there's so much crap out there for golf. It's not even funny. And I'm a golfer too, obviously. But it's either really hokey or really anal. So, you know, my stuff is more atmospheric and it's just cooler. It's it's just better.
0: Yeah. So you've got a mentor in that space. Who's probably going to, it seems fairly inevitable that you'll probably end up having some art and golf courses. What would you say is from a place of vulnerability and honesty, a place that you really need help with?
3: I think just getting it out into the world now. I feel like I've got the, again, the... I should why, did say, you,
0: why did you schedule this call?
3: Yeah, I think I just wanted to begin to get into the place of sharing it. And I think I've been a little bit hesitant about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: About, you know... You that. to be in a
0: place of sharing your art?
3: Yeah, just stuff that, you know, you feel like you're proud of. And, you know, I'm getting to that, but that's not always easy for art people.
0: So take both your hands and place them on your heart, if you would. Okay. What happens on a heart level when you consider sharing your art?
3: It's a cool and beautiful thing to do.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you really need any help, dude. Maybe not. <laughs> and maybe that's what you booked a call for. Maybe that's what you just needed to hear. Is I mean, I look at your survey, and I think while you're seeking out a mentor, you're clear on what you want, you're clear on your niche, you're passionate about it, you're even goal... Like, And your heart is a very nice, cool feeling about it. It's in my blood. It's in your blood. Yeah. So um, for an assignment, I'd really like to actually see you create a little ebook, a little report. And I'd like it to be around golf course art. And I'd like you to call up golf course owners or managers and interview them and ask them about what's their process with selecting art? Are they happy with the art they have? What are some of the problems that they encounter when they're selecting art? What's the overall vibe they're going for when they pick art? Are there any art pieces they've purchased that they've regretted? Are there art pieces they've purchased that they really found that they enjoyed? What are some of their fears, if any, when purchasing art? What's their thought process in general when it comes to picking art? On a scale of one to 10, how much do they value art on the course? Or is it more like just a napkin on the table and it's something they need mm-hmm. to check off? And I want you to start emailing these golf courses. And now is probably a good time. It's a little more quiet during COVID
3: mm-hmm.
0: and set up these calls and be like, yo, I just uh, want to talk to you about the art in your course. I'm actually writing a book called Golf Courses and Art. And I'd love to ask your opinions on it and see what you think and da 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 da. And then I want you to do like 10 of these. Mm-hmm. And in the process, you'll write a little book on how 10 golf courses think about their golf course in art. Like something really kind of sounds super boring to most people. Mm-hmm. But to those that are like nailed in that niche, it's really, really important. In the process of developing this book and developing these relationships with these 10 golf courses, they're going to share things to you that reveal their frustration with art Maybe they share the same thing that some of it's just downright tacky and you go through this report, you write it, you build relationships. You've now got something that differentiates you from every other golf course artist in the world. Mm -hmm. You've got this little ebook that's free. They can read that develops a lot of trust, which is probably going to include some examples of your art in it at the end.
3: Good idea. (laughs)
0: And I think that you'll have a bang up good time. In that industry, being of such service like that.
3: No, that sounds great, Dane.
0: Tell me what you like about it or what is it? No, I
3: like it. Let me just throw two quick things at you. The other thing I was thinking too, like golf course tournaments, they're all over the place now. You know, charity tournaments, they often have to have prizes at those tournaments, and a lot of them are just, you know, clubs or shirts. And I've got a friend who's starting to do a little bit of golf course art, and, you know, they're offering like pieces of art instead of a golf. Polo t-shirt, or a golf club, or golf balls, or you know, beer. You know, whatever, whatever they give away. So that's one thing. And the other thing is, I was thinking of actually, you know, approaching some pros themselves, some professional players. I know a few of them, and you know, they're collectors. They got dough. You know, put some stuff in front of them, and you know, it's going to be a little bit different of a look. And if they like it, you know, their friends may like it. And I thought those were two avenues possibly to explore.
0: Can you say them again, like shorter? Like, so there's two other places. So golf course tournaments and then who?
3: Like professionals, you know, like Tiger Woods.
0: Huh. How many pro golfers are there? Do you know? Thousands or 10,000?
3: Um. Yeah, it depends. There's different tours. On the PGA, I think there's, God, I think there's close to a 1,000. And a lot of these guys have good taste, you know. They wear cool clothes, you know. They're kind of aesthetically hip.
0: Wow. So not only golf course art, but art that would be visible during tournaments?
3: Yeah, or they would have a giveaway, right? You know, usually after done, they have a big dinner, and then they have like a lottery for, you know, whatever, for you know, if it's charity. So um,
0: let's yeah. just say, do you have any PGA pros that you know or that you can know that know someone about? Oh, yeah, that, uh,
3: yeah. yeah. Wow, I've cool. actually run a golf blog for like 20 years. So.
0: Wow, so... You could have another similar book that says PGA golfers show off their golf art. Hey, that'd be cool. And then you get one and then he refers you to another. And then you just get this whole book together of golfers that show off all their golf art. And you get to see all the golf art they have and all the golf art they buy. And other golf, other PGA golfers are going to look at it. And then people that are PGA golf, one of these are going to look at it.
3: Oh, that'd be pretty cool. That could
0: blow up even quicker.
3: Yeah. Love it.
0: Very good. I'm very excited for your future, man.
3: No, that's stuff that wasn't even in my consciousness, so cool. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's wonderful. It's wonderful to help. So, Dickon, what was your assignment? Can you refresh my memory?
2: Yes. How can I make these inevitably successful?
0: Yeah, so what do you got?
2: So, the first one, which is, it's a software platform for forensic medical reporting of domestic violence and sexual assault Mm -hmm. crimes used in healthcare it's pretty funny what i wrote down was actually build out a marketing funnel like this it's a project i've been involved with i'm a founder we've been doing it for like seven years i've not made any a penny on the whole thing but we're we've been funded by grants and stuff so pretty well established at least in the state of california but we've never done there's never been any marketing around this i did pitch the same platform to the state of pennsylvania for their department of aging so this thing has huge potential yeah
0: just for succinctness then. Yeah. Build out a focused marketing funnel. Yeah. Great. And Todd Brown is a very reputable funnel expert. And he's, he's got, he, yep. He's got something called like E5. But if you look at just Todd Brown Funnels, he's a wonderful guy. Like Russell Brunson learns from him. And Russell Brunson is the founder of ClickFunnels.
2: Right. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you're good to go, man. And what about with this second idea? What was your how to make that? Another? So
2: the second one is that's a project that it's another online, it's another SaaS platform. It's not built yet. I'm just in a design phase. And literally I just said launch a simple V1 version and get user feedback because you know, basically to validate and make sure this is... isn't
0: the nice how simple and clear it is. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that'll work, man. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. good. Susanna how'd you do with your six things
1: so my six things are like one was just building my own confidence because this is relatively new and Mm -hmm. just I guess like just like my human nature I'm constantly comparing myself to all these other skilled calligraphers out there and just thinking that I'm not good enough or really because I'm like very type a so I'm like whatever I do I like nitpick it But then when I look at it, like say like a few days later, I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's not, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know, so just building my own confidence. Another thing was just the ability to empower others, the ability to spend more time with my baby. And then long-term goal be just one is just launching my own business and quitting my job.
0: Those are nice. That was not exactly the assignment, but I actually really like what you did. So just so you think about if you'd like to, it would be six different calligraphy products, ideas.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I I think this happened for a reason. And I want to speak to, there are certain personality types that are really prone to comparison and other personality types that just don't really care. And so just to recognize that if you're a personality type that's really prone to comparison, it may be personality type thing, it may be something else entirely, but whatever it is, just so much compassion for it. Like, oh, you know, I care about my work. I want it to be the best. I want to see where I fall against other people. Mm -hmm. Like seeing the loving side of that pattern. If you can make a radical shift and you can make this radical shift daily, it will transform your life as it has mine. And it is compare yourself to yourself as you were yesterday. So your only comparison is to yourself as you were yesterday. To resolve that you're happy with who you are inside I don't know if it's true, but the happier you become inside, generally you compare less. Mm. So if you find yourself in comparison, you can be like, oh crap, I'm slipping out of happiness. Let me just ask myself, honestly, is there something that I could address in my life that would increase my happiness? Mm. And so looking at comparison as a red flag, you're like, oh crap, where am I unhappy right now? If at all, Mm. if that works at all. And then the final thing is, it saved my life in terms of like mentally when I stopped looking at competition and I just only looked at the people that were buying my products. Okay. Make your art for the people who buy it, not for the people who critique it.
1: Mm, That's really good. I really like that because I think that also will help just build my own confidence too.
0: Yeah. And you're going to find that people really like simple stuff. Mm. A friend of a friend and she made like 67 grand last year selling a, mug that just said best teacher ever on it with black letters mm. real dead simple she made 67 grand with that in a year wow. and it just said best teacher ever on it people like simple I, I think like all people need the latest whiz bang business training that has all these bells and whistles and most of my audience is like "Yo, know dude i don't need all that i just need someone to believe in me
1: mm-hmm. i
0: need someone to be kind to me I, I need someone to let me know that i can do it even though i have all this doubt mm. But I'm over here like, oh, no, I got to look at the next. So create your art for the people who buy it and focus only on them. You'll be a very, very happy artist. (laughs) (laughs)
4: All right. And then, Shane, how'd you do? I think I've got it. So the question that I had to kind of answer was, how can I enjoy the process of creating ads, 50 ads? Mm -hmm. So I wrote down, I'm going to find a tech person. I sent a text message to a gentleman that I know that does Facebook ads, whether or not he can help, we'll see. I'm on Fiverr right now looking for someone that can help me with the graphics, because those are the tech and the graphics are the two kind of things that just I'm not good at and I'd rather just outsource it. And then to actually write the 50 ads, I'm going to just carve out 60 minutes each morning to write one ad. And after I write the ad, I'll record a video and that will be what I use for testing. And then I'll obviously send them to my book, a webinar, the good fit quiz that we uh, created and possibly a case study that I have. So those are kind of the offers that I'll, I'll make at the end. So,
0: yes. And when you sit down for the 60 minutes to write your ad, remember the heart of the people that are your buyer. Yes. And point. just write to them. You don't okay. write to impress. You don't yeah. write to anybody else, but the hearts of the buyers. And there's a book called the 16 word sales letter. Okay. And if you go to startfromzero.com forward slash top books, you can find the right version. That book's my saving grace. Before I ever write sales copy, I like to look at that book and read a chapter. The 16 word sales letter. Yeah. But if you just do startfromzero.com forward slash top books, you'll see it there. Okay. And if you don't, then just find 16 word sales letter and see. It's like a $36 a hundred page book, but I'm thankful it's a $36 hundred page book and not a. $10, 300 page book on copy if he's able to do that in hundred pages. But so that just like will frame your mind so powerfully, right? It'll kick you and it'll like change your the state of your brain that you can start. You write you're right, powerful copy like a beast. Love it. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Good work. And so that, I think that wraps everybody. We lost Wiley along the way. I hope everything's okay there. I'm a little worried. And maybe when I was talking about so One of you guys is grabbing your balls or whatever. I hope that didn't offend them because I want to make sure we reach the largest audience of people. So I'll have to check in with them. Were any of you guys offended or put off by that? No, I, I thought it was
2: funny. Not me.
0: Okay. If anybody is, please write in. We we always want to make this. I mean, the, the, the sexual area of the male is often very neglected, carries a lot of shame, and it needs to be just a normal part of our everyday language. And I probably use better language than balls but it's a little uncomfortable for me to bring up anyway, too. But anyway, guys, I really appreciate you. Good job today. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dane. Much,
2: Much appreciated.
3: Thank you.
0: If you'd like to know the number one thing that kills people from being successful in entrepreneurship, it's really simple. It's them trying to do it alone, trying to do it without mentorship, trying to do it without accountability, trying to do it without a way to focus, trying to do it, without somebody helping you along the way to get your mind straight. And right now, I'm running a yearly mentoring, accountability and focus community called Starters. And you can learn more about Starters and join a community of amazing entrepreneurs all practicing and living the principles from this podcast and this book. How do you get good at this stuff? Practice. How do you get even better being around others that practice? and how do you become unstoppable and just move no matter what? Community, 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 and not just any community, a community of people that don't shame you for wanting freedom, a community of people that don't look at you weird for saying you want more. You can find that community at Starters. If you go to startfromzero.com, you'll see our products up top and then you can go and find the Starters program. We would love to have you and we also have a good fit quiz that you can take on that page because not everybody's a good fit for starters. So if you go look at the starters page, take the good fit quiz and it'll tell you if you'll be a good fit for that program. Listen, we don't accept everyone because we're obviously not for everyone, but we are for certain people. If you'd like to see if that person is you, go to startfromzero.com, look at products, find starters, and then fill out that quiz. And we look forward to supporting you and mentoring you on your journey.